This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi, everyone. This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by my fellow coach, Anna Thelman. Anna is the founder of Thelman Consulting, operating from China, where her focus lies in working as a relationship and self-love coach, helping women ditch toxic relationship standards by boosting their confidence to choose the partner they deserve and desire. Anna helps her clients shift their mindset from worthless to worthy with a combination of coaching approaches, psychological theories, and NLP. She had been working as an apprentice coach back in England, and after moving to China, she switched to teaching English. Soon, she missed coaching so much that she left her secure job to start out as a full-time coach. Due to her vast personal experience in relationships and loving yourself, she has established herself as an expert in her current field. Welcome, Anna. Thank you very much. That sounded amazing. I'm <laughs> amazed by myself. <laughs> well, that's great. That that kind of is about our topic today. So, hey. so we'll, we'll see. Thank you for being here. So today I thought we'd talk about self-love and specifically about self-love practices for entrepreneurs, as I feel like that's such an important part of staying sane as a new business owner and also helps you to serve your clients at the highest level. So let's yeah. jump in. Mm, let's do it. So first of all, I wanted to start off with a little bit about your story, of course. So how did you get started in coaching and what drew you to coaching around self-love specifically? Well, coaching, it started when I was back in England working at corporate and um, I was a personal assistant to the director and he allowed me to explore my interests and I had a project with the apprentices at the time and I discovered that I love to share my knowledge and to teach and to guide people who don't have that much experience as I do and to just give everything that I have to them and then see them develop and blossom and and grow so that was the first step to actually fire my passion for learning and development and from that point onwards I just went to school I did my master's in HR management I developed myself to become this trainer coach teacher uh, but then I didn't get a job at corporate but it uh, then taught me or it, it then brought me to teachers to college where I started as an apprenticeship coach and I loved it I so loved it and I missed it so much like you just said in the intro coming to China and teaching it's it was still a nice experience but I missed the coaching so much and um, I talked to my partner and I luckily got the opportunity to set up my own business which gave me then my own visa which is quite important here because otherwise I couldn't stay in China 
and when that came up, when I had the resources, I just did it and uh, started full time with my coaching practice. That's awesome. So that was <laughs> why coaching and self-love in particular, from a very young age, my father, friends, and uh, managers, whatever, there were many people who told me that the way I am isn't the right one because I didn't fit into the mold that they had in their mind. And for me, I always felt like misunderstood. And I couldn't understand why can't they see the amazing person that I am? Why do they want me to be something else that just fits into their ideas? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always been a thing for me even when I met strangers in a bar and and they told me that someone said they weren't good enough or whatever that I just jumped in and said no you're amazing you shouldn't be with that person if they don't see you as this amazing person you are so that's why self-love because I feel I know that everyone is so precious and important and amazing in their own way mm -hmm. and I want people to remember that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's my vision to spread the love. <laughs> that's beautiful. So um, can you define self-love for us? Because I think a lot of people have like different ideas of what that really means. And I want to hear it from you. Well, there are many definitions. For me personally, it starts with accepting who you are. The good, the bad and the ugly. Everything. It all is you. You can't just say, I love the nice Anna, but oh, the ugly one. Oh, <laughs> no. It might be that I love the nice Anna more, or I want to see her more often. Let's put it that way. But all of that is me. I am an ugly person. I am a good person. I am a bad person. I'm all of it. And self love for me starts with accepting that all of that is you. Hmm. Well, I like that. So that teases off into the next couple of questions. <laughs> and I think that's, I don't know, it's just, it's helpful to see that you can be not perfect, you know, and that's okay, because that, that is part of you too. And you don't have to be like, I think what you were getting at before was like society's version of you is, is mm. what you were fighting against maybe. And so we all grow up thinking we have to be a certain way and then we realize actually we don't have to be a certain way you know so that's maybe we'll get into that but um my next question is about specifically as as an entrepreneur so sometimes it feels like you have to choose either self-love or you know um practices that help you relax or do things that you enjoy but you, it feels like you have to do either that or you have to focus on business growth, especially if you're like building your business on the side, maybe it's not your full-time thing and you have like limited time to work on it. So what advice can you give to, to the entrepreneurs out there who want to be able to grow their business, but also focus on self-love and being able to do the things that they actually enjoy in their personal time? Hmm. Um, I had to find out for myself again, to be honest, when I started my business, but what I find is very important and the best thing to do is to manage your time, mm. to plan your time. Because I know and I think you can agree, you want to do everything and you want to do it now and you want to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that 
always gave me the feeling at least that it's not good enough. I, I need to do more. I just worked for two hours now and I've finished what I wanted to do. This can't be enough. It can't be good enough. Mm-hmm. So you just put yourself into this mindset that there needs to more to be done. Mm-hmm. And what I seen then by just implementing boundaries, time boundaries to say, this is the time when I start. This is the time when I have my break. And this is the time when I come back for my break. Not earlier, not later, but have these specific times. And for an entrepreneur who's building it next to his full-time job, what one could do is just have maybe Friday or Monday, Wednesday and Friday and say on these three nights, evenings, I work for two hours and then I concentrate on the task. I don't have my phone with me and, oh, someone texted me or get all these distractions. But no, shut yourself or lock yourself in somewhere. And then like (laughs) these two hours are dedicated to my work and then you feel better because your mind is then relieved from all of that pressure because you've done it. You've mm-hmm. done what you set out to do. Your business can grow slowly and you still have then the other nights, the other evenings to enjoy with family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So management, management, time management, time planning, however you want to call it, I find that helps combining both the self-love and the business growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that speaks to me because, I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that, that I've done and I've tried to focus only on certain days of when I'm working. But I, sometimes it's like hard to, you know, I, I say I'm going to take a break and then I don't take a break. <laughs> you know, so it's, oh. you have to be like <laughs> kind of hard on yourself and say, yeah. no, I need to actually go do the thing that I was going to say I was going to do. But I think the word that came up for me when you were describing it is like focus, like dedicated time put the phone away. Don't, don't use your time to scroll on social media and and do the comparisonitis garbage where you just like look at what other people are doing, but actually focus on what your task is. Cause I think like a lot of people get stuck in that, like where they're like, Oh, let me see what other people are doing in in business. And then they get sucked into like trying to copy that or, or compare themselves. And that's a huge time suck and you're not actually doing what you set out to do. So yeah. And it makes you feel very bad. Doesn't it? You never yeah. come out as, Oh, no. wow, I'm so amazing. No, it's horrible <laughs> because we, we, the problem is we compare ourselves to people that are like four years ahead of us, or you know, you never yeah. compare yourself to the to people who are at the same level as you. So you're never going to win. Like you're never, or you're never going to yeah. even feel adequate you know because you're looking at like role models who you're maybe looking to you know to try to become that person so Mm. anyway that's another that's another topic but (laughs) that kind of goes into my next question so um and the questions around like your inner critic and people who struggle with perfectionism and I I guess that comparisonitis a little bit kind of goes into Mm. that but like do you have any tips for business owners who are looking to silence their inner critic and who do struggle with perfectionism. And I'll add a little, not a caveat, but a a slightly addition to this question, because I was thinking earlier today as like, you know, as new business owners, we kind of have to be a little bit critical of what we're doing in order to know, you know, what's working and what's not and what we may need to change. So you kind of have to, at least in my opinion, you have to look critically at what you're doing in your business to see, you know, should I continue doing this or stop? 
but how can you do that without like berating yourself in the process and and turning on your own inner critic does that make sense yeah and uh, my first thought was well what you're describing is to analyze the results and before the results there needs to be something out there that can be analyzed and I think um, perfectionism I mean, we have to bear in mind it's the ground for perfectionism is fear that you're not good enough, that people don't see you as good enough, your content, uh, what you're saying, how you come across, etc. And that's okay. All of us, I think every entrepreneur has that in one way or another. And uh, that is okay. But the important thing is to overcome it, to just do it, get it out there. And like you said, and then you can analyze and then you can see what's a good thing where, where did you get a lot of comments reactions engagement etc and where didn't you but mm-hmm. you need to get out there first yeah mm-hmm. so you overcome your perfectionism in that perspective and then you grow mm-hmm. so we can leave that behind us and just grow on the experience that we made and the um, statistics that came out of it mm-hmm. and to answer your question about the inner critique Um, I teach my clients um, a visualization. So it's the first thing that I do whenever I have a new client, we go and meet our inner critique. Mm -hmm. Because what we want to do, we don't want to silence him in the terms of to just shut him down because it's our survival instinct. So we want that still to be there, but we want that voice that tells us, oh, is that good enough? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should do it better. Oh, my God, this one is better than me. Yeah, (laughs) we know this voice. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yeah, we do it. And we want to befriend it. So we do this visualization and we get to know and meet our inner critique and make him, her or it our friend. Mm -hmm. And... uh, what you then do so we do we meet we we even get the name we ask for the name so we really become familiar with uh the inner critic and then we tell the inner critic thank you for looking out for me mm-hmm. but i've got this <laughs> and uh, i've done the yeah, um, yeah visualization with you so you know what i'm talking about and it's surprisingly that inner critique gets quieter doesn't it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and of course it's a practice that you have to repeat and sometimes we don't even realize when he's coming back my inner critic's name is Lucy so sometimes Lucy is just talking to me and I'm yes tell me more tell me more (laughs) until I actually then realize Realize. oh my god Lucy is speaking (laughs) thank you Lucy got this yeah 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 you did that exercise with me and it was super powerful (laughs) Yeah, and it helped me a lot. So I, I love it. I like I said, I talk to Lucy because Lucy is still coming, and she's always coming, and that's okay. But when we realize it, when we recognize the voice, and we know it's okay that it's there, but we can quieten it. Mm-hmm. It just frees up our headspace, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it? Just we have then so much space in our mind to focus on the things that are important to us, and then we lose. The perfectionism because we lose the fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's a nice effect a, tri- a ripple effect that sets in yeah. 
Yeah, I remember. So for the people listening, like we we coach together, so we've we've done these exercises, and it's super <laughs> awesome because I I think mine was like a witch, like, and I, there was like a show that I was watching that the 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 witch's name was Agatha, which is my name, so it worked, and yeah, it was it was super cool to do the visualization, and I remind myself time and again, you know, that this is my witch talking, this is not me. But then the, the point that you brought up around like re- it's kind of like reassuring yourself that it's okay to have this other voice, but I've got this, like yeah. I, I can move forward as me and not necessarily this inner critic. Like I can hear what they're saying, but I can also move forward. And so it's yeah. kind of like putting you back in the driver's seat, which I really, really like. And I think that's the important thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> cool. So uh, you touched on this a little bit, but I know you're really good about creating strong boundaries with yourself, with your clients, with just people in general. You've helped me with this a lot. So um, how do you help people create boundaries so they don't burn out and actually stay true to their values? Mm. So how I help myself, let's start with that one because I was one that I thought I need to work eight hours a day because that's what I was used to, mm-hmm. to have that. And if I don't work for eight hours, then I haven't done enough. And by trying to work then those eight hours, especially when you're doing lockdown in your office and no one is there to disturb you, you just sit on your desk and you work and work and work and hours fly by and uh, out of the blue, your back is hurting, your eyesight gets a bit... Uh, blurry and everything's like oh then you think oh oh, I haven't had a drink for two hours I haven't gotten up for five hours (laughs) so for me it was this and I want to change this so the first thing that you have to have is the need or the want to change something that's how a boundary starts so you're not happy with the current situation there is a need to change and then what can that be Mm -hmm. For me, I found out I want to read more. I haven't read a book in months. And I thought, and I want, I have dogs, so I want to walk the dogs at lunchtime when I get up on time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was always like, oh, oh, it's so late. Oh, mm." So I set myself the boundary. My lunchtime starts at 2, no, at 1, 1 p.m. Then I get up, I get my book. I read 10 pages or one chapter, depending on what's shorter. (laughs) Uh, Because sometimes I can't be asked, but I want to do it. It's like, I'm doing this. Then I walk the dog, so I get my movement in. I get out in nature. I calm myself down. I can free up my my mind. I come back. I have something to eat. I maybe watch some telly. I'm maybe on my phone, or I just listen to music. It's not defined. And then at three, I start again. And it's very hard to do that because there are clients coming in. Oh, do you have time then? And I said, no, no, I can't do after one, between one and three, no. And people will back you. People want things from you Mm -hmm. during this time and you will upset people. Mm -hmm. And that's the tricky bit to stay focused on your boundaries when as soon as you have defined them to move into action mode, do them and then you will see adapt them if necessary and then you will upset people (laughs) with your boundaries because Mm -hmm. they're not happy that you don't have time now or that you do something that 
you were supposed to do or you've done it for 10 years or longer and now out of the blue you're not doing it again why don't you do it mm-hmm. why are you so stubborn why <laughs> so I had that as well and it's very hard to upset people that are close to you that that you don't want to hurt and they will feel hurt because we're all humans and when we get rejected it's just like I don't like this why is she doing this to me mm-hmm. we take it personally but that's okay stick to it explain it and you will see that people will adapt to it mm-hmm. and if they don't adapt to it then might want to overthink the choice of people you surround yourself with <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean you're right you're right i mean i look when you're talking about this i i remember like we've done peer coaching before and there was a point of time where i was like and this is has nothing to do with you it's just i needed some time i needed like a break because it was taking up my weekends and i was just like i can't do this anymore i need to actually focus on my business not just like peer coaching, which didn't bring in revenue or anything like that. And so I would like, I really struggled with like taking down the the options for people to do that because I was like, well, I'm like letting them down. They want coaching from me. What am I going to do? But I had to, and it was really good because then I could either take a break and just do stuff I want to do or focus on my business, which is the whole point of, you know, trying to grow my business. But yeah, the things that went through my head while I was doing it and I was like, I'm letting all these people down. They're going to hate me. They're never going to talk to me again. And then, you know, I just took a break for like a month and I turned it back on and then people started like booking more calls, like nothing happened, mm. you know, it was all in my head basically. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I had to explain it to, to you or to some other people. And, but they, they're like, it was like one sentence and that was it, you know, and it was totally And how fine. many cared? Tell yeah, me how exactly. many actually cared. That nobody cared. In so much yeah. time. No, nobody got mad at me. Nobody mm. like said anything mean or anything. It was just like my own head being like, oh, I'm going to disappoint people. So yeah, I think mm. a lot of it is just realizing that you, especially as a, a business owner like you're your business so if you're not a good in a good place then that's a problem and you need to make yourself yeah, yeah. in a good place and you need to be happy with what you're doing and your time is also valuable so it's just like those things are the, the things you learn when when you're growing your business yeah yeah so this has been a, a lot about uh business owners i know you coach other people as well so <laughs> is there anything you want to say around you know relationship coaching or self-love coaching is there any tips you want to share for people? Well, it's a, the same in relationship or in self-love. Um, setting boundaries is important, especially in relationships, in any kind of relationships. I think I told you that I um, set my boundaries about ironing. Hmm. My, I told my partner that I'm not ironing his shirts. <laughs> I'm not ironing my shirt. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not ironing full stop. Yeah. And, oh, he didn't talk to me for two days because he felt so... He was so upset. He said to me, I feel like you don't support me, that I'm not important to you. Mm-hmm. But in my head, it was this, I know exactly when I stand in front of that ironing board, mm-hmm. I will feel so miserable. <laughs> I will be so upset and I will be angry at me mm-hmm. just to make him feel supported. Mm-hmm. And then I said to him, so, so my support, listening to you, being by your side, holding your hand, caring for you. What, what about that? Yeah. It's really the ironing my support to you. That's how my support to you is valued. Mm-hmm. I iron, hey, I support you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nah, it's not. And 
it still it took two days to get to the point where you could communicate this where, where I had a clear hat and was like okay I, I want to tell him this in a calm manner and he was calm enough to listen to me and that's what I mean you will upset people when you set boundaries that they are not happy with that you haven't had before but in the end I haven't ironed a shirt in years <laughs> and when he comes on now and said I just bought a shirt and said get it to the dry cleaner <laughs> he said okay so it's yeah, I think it's like well, relearning. People have to relearn how to be with you a little bit. Yeah, because it's just we are all trained humans, aren't we? Everything around us, it's we're used to it. Yeah. We're programmed to, to like it or to not like it, to expect it or not expect it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then something new, change? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like teaching the other person, no, this is what I want or this is what I'm okay with. And mm. I relate to the ironing because I don't iron my clothes unless <laughs> unless it's like, you know, something that, you know, I, I purposely buy clothes that don't need that kind of self-love or attention. Mm. <laughs> Not self-love, but the, need that. I don't want want to be so high maintenance. So I get it. And then, yeah, if I have to do something for my husband, like maybe once in a while I'll, I'll iron his shirt, but it's it's a rare occurrence. <laughs> and it's because I feel like doing it, not because like I feel like I have to do it. So Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. a difference, isn't it? There yeah. are compromises, even when you have your boundaries, mm -hmm. uh, the, you should define what exactly is it that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. and for me in this ironing situation is I don't want to stand in front of the ironing board literally ironing anything mm -hmm. so that was my thing I don't want to do that I'm happy to wash it I'm happy to hang it I'm happy to take it to the dry cleaner but not standing in front of that ironing board yeah, yeah. and when you know that what it is actually that you don't like because sometimes we say oh we don't like doing something and it's a process it's a, a steps of a long process that we describe but actually we just don't like one part of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you have to find what exactly it is that you don't want to do or that you want to change put it out there and be okay with changing it it's not set in stone i tomorrow maybe i wake up and i love ironing <laughs> you never know but just see it as right now in this moment mm -hmm. that's what you want and that can be adapted that can be changed that can be go away whatever it is mm -hmm. just give yourself the permission to to have it for now mm -hmm. yeah yeah and another thing this reminds me of, of one of our calls like you're, you're in order to have good boundaries you also have to have good communication skills like in mm. order to communicate those boundaries in an effective way because i remember we i forget exactly what we were talking about but you were helping me figure out the words because in my <laughs> head i go to like i i hate confrontations but at the same time like i get a little fiery and i don't know how to like say the words that i'm trying to say without pissing the other person off mm. so so that's a that's a skill in and of itself is like actually like being calm, figuring out the right words, practicing it maybe, and then going to your partner or to whoever it is you're trying to have a conversation with to mm. be, you know, coming from that, you know, higher level version of you, not the pissed off version of you that, that <laughs> just, you know, wants change to happen immediately. So I think that's, that's also important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is there anything else you want to cover today before we wrap up? 
Oh, there's so much to say, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, I think for today, that's, uh, that's enough. Okay, good. So, so as we wrap up, you know, where can people learn more about you and the work that you do? Of course, there's my website, uh, selflove-coach.com. Mm -hmm. And people can find me on LinkedIn under Anna Schmidt Coaching. Or I now have my own Facebook group. It's called Love Diva. Mm -hmm. And uh, people can find me there and get tips and tricks and just experience advice from me. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll take those um, links that you sent me and I'll put them in the show notes so that people can find them easily. And I just wanted to thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been great. And I've enjoyed learning more about self-love and boundaries. And um, I'm going to take some of those tips into my own business. Oh, I'm looking forward to hear it. <laughs> what do you have changed? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, hey. I'll, 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 no, I, I really like the one about... Um, like being very specific about what what is bothering you like mm. I haven't thought of that before because it, to me it's like a a big topic and but but maybe it's actually just one little thing that that mm. you don't want to keep doing or or I think that that'll be helpful for me in my business so um thank you for that oh you're welcome happy to help <laughs> <laughs> well and thank you very much for having me of course of course this was fun <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one -on -one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.